Hello, and welcome to another edition of Teaching English is Fun, podcast for teachers by teachers. This is kind of a special edition today. Uh, this is Jim, your host, and I am here with one of my ex-co-workers, and his name is Rob, and uh, we're just here to talk about teaching and to kind of share some ideas, maybe some things that Rob does for teaching uh, English as a second language. He is currently still teaching at a school right now uh, here in the States. Yes. So here's Rob. Yeah, I teach, uh, I'm teaching at high school now. Uh, I teach East Seoul in high school, but it's a bit different than what I did when I was overseas uh, just a couple years ago. Um, but I love it, it's good. And all my experience overseas really prepared me for what I, for what I do now. Yeah, so kind of proof that you can you can kind of uh, change from working overseas and then come back here to the States. Yeah, it is a little bit different. Uh, I was looking at going that route, but I, I wound up going a totally different route. Now I'm working uh, behind the scenes on a computer at a university instead. Um, but I'm still in the game, and that's why I'm doing this podcast. So um, one of the things that I, that I like to do is kind of share some of the ideas that I've learned and things that I've, I've done in class. And uh, by the way, don't mind the background chatter. We are here, and our daughters are dancing around and, and making noise in the background as well. So uh, enjoy that. So, uh, so anyway, so as I was saying, I normally um, try to share some ideas that I have or things that I think work in class, maybe activities, and that's what my whole podcast have generally been about. Uh, so I figured I would talk with Rob here and ask him maybe what are some things that you do for your class or do you have any certain ideas or some things that work over here? Uh, I do. Um... Actually, I'm thinking of something I did overseas a lot, and I did it with my, I taught university students before I started with the public schools, um, and I used it there as well. Um, mini debates. I really, really enjoyed doing mm. mini debates. Um, we've also called them uh, clash debates. Uh -huh. and, um, basically, the way they work is you pick a topic, like you would a debate topic, and you have two teams of maybe two people or three people and they prepare for a minute and then debate for a minute. Uh, one minute one team, one t minute another team. Uh, they do their introductory debates. Then after that, they take a minute and prepare rebuttals and then they go again, mm -hmm. one and one. They debate again and then they take another minute, prepare for their closing and then they do a third minute each of debates. So it's only three minutes for each team. I've done it with higher level students, but I've also done it with like middle level as well. Middle level, intermediate yeah. maybe? Yeah, yeah intermediate okay. students as mm. well. And um, it's always been a blast for everyone. Oh, I forgot to mention, in the final closing uh, debate, um, this is the clash. What they do is they read at the same time. Um, and they, the point isn't to get your arguments across, it's uh -huh. to be as loud and fast as possible with your, your closing. So with the closing, you add more things to it, uh, and you can just, I've had students just reread their arguments from the prior one. And whoever talks the loudest and the longest um, wins that round. And 
It's, oh, really? It's so fun. It, huh. It's a blast for kids especially, but adults love it as well. It kind of gets them out of there. Yeah. Sounds like it would be a loud class. Yes. Yeah. The final minute's pretty loud. Yeah. And it's fun. Adults love it too. Um, oh, really? You know, oh, I never yeah, I never did that for my debates, but, uh, but yeah, that sounds like it would be something that would be pretty... I love getting people out of their seats or getting them energized and things that make them talk is, are great. Mm. So, and okay. you can rattle it off in like... 10 minutes um, mm-hmm. if you're talking about some topic and you just want to give them a chance to speak about it um, what what are some uh some typical topics that you use for debate uh, uh, we've used some serious ones uh like i think we've done it on the death penalty before uh-huh, uh-huh. um legalizing drugs uh-huh. we've done cell phones in schools uh, mm-hmm. and we've done sillier ones like do ghosts exist would you rather have uh, one leg or three arms? Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, things like that. Oh, would you rather? Yeah, I, I, I've actually played things where we actually do would you rather games. Mm-hmm. And I've actually uh, had students talk about that. And I just had a whole series of like would you rather questions and have them do that. Would you rather, uh, uh, you know, live in a world where everybody burst into kung fu fights mm-hmm. or you know, like a musical world where everybody bursts into song. Right. right? And, yeah. and it was kind of fun, yeah. And it makes a great debate, too. Yeah. Like, if you want to change it into a debate. Yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. I'll have to think of that for yeah. next time. Okay, well, let's go ahead and take a quick break and be right back with the rest of our show here. All right, welcome back. Uh, let's go ahead and change it up a little bit here. And I figured we'd talk about uh, kind of transitioning because uh, Robert is still working teaching English as a second language and I've gone to another job and uh, I just want to talk about that because I know it's a scary time for a lot of people coming from overseas so if you are currently working and teaching overseas um, and you're thinking about coming back home maybe maybe uh, we can give you a little information about that so Robert what, what about you uh, yeah, it is scary. Um, I probably stayed uh, overseas for 10 years because I didn't know what I was going to do after I stayed for two and three and four years. I just kept going because I didn't know what to do when I get back. Um, 20 years for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> after 20 years, I had no idea what I was going to do when I came back. Yeah. Yeah. And we, kind of like you, we just kind of came over here blind. Hmm. Hoping that something would would come come up, and I did some landscaping work for a couple months there. That was a job I found, and I did adjunct teaching for about a year um, before I finally met someone who worked in the public schools who kind of guided me through the process. And after I met that person, it was just I'd been trying for a year on my own, and then. As soon as I met them, just boom, boom, boom. Two weeks later, I had a job. Uh, so it, for me, it ended up being just who do you know? Do yeah. you know somebody? And, and it's, it opens up a lot of doors. It's just like over in Korea. I mean, I, I think a lot of university jobs, um, if anybody is thinking of going overseas, like if you know someone working at a university and if you have a master's, you mm-hmm. can you can get in, but... If you don't know anybody, I think it, it makes it a lot harder because I know a lot of people. It was, I know a lot of people got their jobs because of who they know, not mm-hmm. 
really what they know. Yeah. Right? Um, now, now working at institutions over there, it's a little different. You can you can get a job, you know, uh, almost uh, well pretty easily actually working overseas, and that's one of the things reasons people go over there because they need to make money, and and it's a it's an easy thing if you have a de- degree to go over there and start working. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, yeah getting quality job that's why i always recommend before you go over there to check out where you're going to go and and do some homework at least online there's all kinds of blacklists you can look at to find out if the school is Mm -hmm. is reputable or or not um and uh yeah i mean and and whether it's going to be around a year from now Mm -hmm. um because i've i've run into that there but yeah i ran into the same thing when i first came back here to the states i I tried to remarket myself as kind of a trainer, and I actually were, did were, was successful getting a job down in D.C. And that thing is because I had some some ex-military background, so I I was able to utilize that and uh, some of the connections I I just had from from kind of the veteran status to be able to to get into a job working as a trainer for a uh, contracting company with the Coast Guard, but. Um, I don't know. I I felt that job's not going to last for long, and I felt correctly, and uh, I wound up leaving there, and uh, just I I was very lucky to to get where I am right now. But um, yeah, it it is it is always hard to come back. You gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say I tried to do the training thing as well, but I I just couldn't get my foot in the door. Yeah, I had left a lot of resumes around. Well, I remember you 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 mentioned Booz Allen when you were coming back, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and and so I heard I heard Robert talk about Booz Allen. I was like, hey, Booz Allen, all right, yeah, I'm gonna do that too, right? (laughs) And I came back and I found out almost every training job they have. You need a top secret degree mm-hmm. for it. So, yep. uh, you know, I, I had one a long, long time ago, and I was kicking myself because I, I no longer had any kind of uh, you clearance. know clearance, <laughs> yeah, any specialty to get in there. So, uh, so it makes it hard. But, um, but yeah, there is. I think the thing is, doing things like you did, like with the adjunct teaching. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you do want to keep teaching when you come back, you know, just doing it, you know, as, as a uh, as a, a part-time thing or, you know, maybe not a full-time thing, but you can get to know people and mm-hmm. you can get to meet people in the system right now who can get you that job, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was doing adjunct work, I met a lot of teachers who were recommending me to, you know, get my license and become a teacher, but it was in a different county from where I lived. It was too far away. Um, but just being in that adjunct position really opened things up for me and made it possible for me to kind of jump down the steps, down the path to where I am at this moment, Mm -hmm. which I'm pretty satisfied with what I'm doing. Um, I'm kind of happy with how it worked out. It was a little scary for a while. Mm. Um, One thing that you were talking about that reminded me just of my experience overseas was it was very easy to just, these one-year contracts to just keep going and not really plan for your future and just mm-hmm. go year by year and kind of hang out and just I mean, make money, make and, money yeah. and party a little bit or yeah. eat with friends and just kind of live it up year in, year out. And um, it, I think what changed my situation in the end was the fact that at some point I decided to get my master's degree, which I completed over there uh, while we were in Korea. And um, 
I mean, that step really opened a lot of doors that otherwise wouldn't have been open for me. Uh, it helped a lot. So my recommendation, my advice is as you're over there teaching overseas, make sure that you're kind of planning ahead. Uh, any master's degree would help mm, just mm -hmm. in the future. Uh, I, I did mine in applied linguistics, which was great. Um, I learned a lot. It was really rewarding experience, but then, I mean, it allowed me to do the adjunct work and later to become a teacher um, through the route that I went through. So. Yeah, and the, and the good thing is nowadays, like, like online schools, there's a mm -hmm. lot more online schools and they're they're held in a lot higher esteem than they used to be. You know, mm -hmm. it used to be when you heard of online school, you know, you're thinking of, you know, some guy named Luigi who was printing out, you know, like, you know, diplomas in his basement. But but instead, you know, now we're you know, you've got reputable schools. In fact I, I am working for a school, um, full disclosure, that that I'm mainly doing online we're doing online courses and everything. So I uh I'm creating the website for a school that is doing those. So it's it's really uh yeah, it's it, it's it's definitely something that you can look into and uh and if you if, like if you are ex military like myself, make use of your of your benefits, you know, mm. while you're over there and try to use those. There's a lot of ways that you can use them to to get your degree and uh well, like Robert said, if you have a master's degree, that can open up a lot of doors, especially if you're planning on staying in education. I think, you know, in education, you need to have a master's in order to to continue or to, to move ahead in that yeah. at all. So it's very good. Um, yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah, mine is, my degree was from a distance learning uh, institution in England. And ah. I did it while I was working. Um, and, yeah. I still, I still personally don't share that it was an online experience yeah, yeah. because of that stigma that you're talking yeah, about. But yeah. it's not there. Like, it's the new normal. It's, yeah. it's all over. Uh, well, and that's the thing. School. Even with our school, I think, I think when you get a diploma, the diploma doesn't say an online school. It, mm -hmm. it just says from the university. And so we have these universities now. I mean, and there's, there's a lot of big universities that have mm -hmm. an online school as well as a residential school and uh the good thing is you know you can get an accredited degree from one of those universities and mm -hmm. uh and and move ahead so um in fact i may i don't know i'll see if i can put something on my site later about that um, um and by the way my site i have not mentioned it this time is uh, teaching english is fun.com that's all one word right there um i do not actually have a page for uh myself and Robert talking here, but I may do a transcript of it later mm -hmm. so that so that uh, some of you guys who want to follow along can do that. But um, any final words for anybody? Oh, final words. Put me on the spot. <laughs> um, I, the advice that I give my colleagues who want to travel overseas, I, I know we're just speaking to the teachers who are currently mm -hmm. teaching, but the people who are thinking about teaching um, and, and doing it overseas somewhere, I say do it. Jump in. Uh, it's hard to let go of whatever things you have going on in the U.S., but the experience is transformative. Um, and it's, it's positive. Always positive. Uh, so just do it. Okay. Yeah.
there we go. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the same with me. I mean, I I went over for what was gonna be a two year, you know, time to find myself. And after I got out of the military, I went over there and uh, just kind of uh, you know think about things and and just to kind of set my course for the future. And well, two years turned into. 20 years and uh and i didn't come back until 20 years later but it is really uh yeah it was really a great experience i mean both robert and myself met our wives over there mm -hmm. and then that chattering noise you hear in the background here those are our daughters mm -hmm. so we uh you know we we found a family you know overseas so um yeah it's it's definitely something that i i recommend in fact if you are a husband wife team also i i met lots of people who were who traveled over there as uh, husband wife teams as mm -hmm. well who really had a great time and they could they could pool their money together and mm -hmm. actually save a lot more money because they could they could probably live off of just one salary and then put the other salary away mm -hmm. and uh, and that's one thing that I would recommend uh, another thing is I mean I had some money because I'd been over there for 20 mm -hmm. years so I actually had a sizable amount of money when I came back but unfortunately it's all gone now because when I came back, you know, I had to use that um, setting myself up here in the States and then getting ready. So if you if you are planning on transitioning, right, think about that. You know, think about like uh, your money that you're saving and how what you're going to do with it. And, and then and then if you can start making that plan from before you go there. I, I actually did have a job before I was supposed to come over, but. Um, unfortunately, uh, that one fell through, but, but anyway, I'm, I'm in a pretty good place right now. And, uh, I, I think everything worked out. Well, thank you for, uh, joining us today, Robert. And, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, uh, well, let, let's, let's see. Jay, you want to say goodbye? No. No. <laughs> Ella, you want to say? Goodbye. Something? Bye. <laughs> all right. And that, and that was our talkative daughters. Anyway, all right. Well, we'll uh, talk to you next time. And thank you for joining us on Teaching English is Fun.